Hey devs, you're tuning into the debug log number 88. So this episode we're talking about the next big thing. What makes a game, a genre, or even a platform the next big thing. Uh, so we discuss some of our criteria or what the criteria we think that people consider when they, we determine what the next big thing in the industry is. You know, is it how much money the game made or, or the impact it had on the community. Uh, so we discuss all that uh, and we actually even make some of our bold predictions for this year and uh, what we think will be the next big thing in the coming year. So stay tuned, uh, kick back, relax, grab a notepad if you want or just enjoy this discussion. So without further ado, this is the Debug Log episode. 88. Wait, We're getting back in the groove of this, so. Yeah. <laughs> in the intro to this, you should say, um, it's like, by the way, play a drinking game. Every time we say the word next big thing, <laughs> take a drink. You'll be dead by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Listening to the Debug Log, a podcast about game development. My name is Albino Parham. My name is Andrew Curry. My name is Zach Schneider. And I'm Ryan Kilgore. And uh, first off, Andrew, every time you go second, you always like add the my name is. It's not supposed to I be. I know, and then it confused me, and I was like, uh, what, what if my name isn't that? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, this episode, uh, I've actually given you guys two in succession, kind of more frequent than we have been doing. Uh, this episode's, we're going to talk about the next big thing. I was actually, I guess, some background about how this came up is I was actually talking with some coworkers. Uh, a few weeks ago about like what like what is like how do you consider the next big thing in game like when is it like uh i guess the playability we'll, we'll get into all this like what what makes a game big and why does it become a big thing i think we've touched on it in a previous episode but never have done like a deep dive on what we think the next big thing big thing is um before that i want to read a quick itunes review this is one of our latest from trip hammer or hammer who says, enjoy the show, enjoying the show. Just started to learn my way around Unity via Udemy course. I like the format of your show. Keep it up. Uh, that was it. So thank you, Trip Hammer, for writing that review. Uh, these iTunes reviews definitely help, uh, and we really, really appreciate them and love reading them. Uh, so keep them coming. Download iTunes, write a quick review, uh, give it a five stars if you believe we're five-star worthy, which we obviously are. Uh, and again, we'll, we really appreciate that and just keep those reviews coming. Yes, thank you. Gracias. So, so yeah, so the next big thing, again, I kind of blundered that, that uh, synopsis in the earlier segment, but we're just talking about what makes a game the next big thing. And like, we're going to discuss like the criteria for what makes it big, um, like what basically give you our predictions on what we think the next big thing is and why we think that is so uh so when we say this is this not is this like in this isn't like just like oh it's the it's sold a lot it's more like this is changing or this is like affecting this is what everybody's talking about kind of thing right right so exactly well that well i guess that's the part of the discussion is like is it like how would we base our criteria on what 
the next big thing is. And using what we've known as or what we believe have been considered the next big thing in the past, we use that to base our criteria on. So whether it's popularity, units sold, you know, the impact it's made on the industry, et cetera, et cetera, we're going to discuss all that and discuss what we think the criteria is for, you know, becoming the next big thing. So, uh, I mean, what, what, well, I guess we just start off from, from what you were saying, Andrew, what do you think, um, what's one of your criteria for the next big thing, uh, or what makes a game the next big thing? Well, this is interesting because this came up a lot this year and we'll talk about, um, because I, as I was listening to a bunch of, you know, game of the year, uh, coverage from different places like giant bomb polygon and stuff, they had this ongoing discussion because a lot of people, when they came out, they just love Zelda. Zelda's what it, you know, this is what, you know, games are is what I always wanted Zelda to be. It's changing open world games and that might be true. But in the end, a lot of these places pick PUBG as their number one game. Right. And because they're like, you can't deny this game. And this is all everybody talked about. And it's all anybody's going to copy over the next, you know, year or two, three years, four years, you know. And there was like, what was that? And so to me, it's like, when, so that, you know, since that discussion and thinking, oh, this is sort of fresh, I would almost put it into that category saying like, oh, this ha- this is like something that has to be, you know, this is, it has to change the industry in a way yeah. where it has, you know, well, it, at least maybe, and we'll get into what, how that changes the industry, but I at least think the defining thing is, is what what it does, it affects other games that might not even have to do with that type of game. Right, and an interesting thing about, uh, you know, like you're saying about the Zelda versus PUBG, is, you know, Zelda kind of went to an open world model, you know, like just wander around, like, you know, sort of figure out puzzles, defeat enemies, you know, go at your own pace. You know, and that's honestly been done before. Now, Zelda did it really damn well. You know, it kind of embraced it and, like, folded it into its gameplay and environments and, you know, story. Um, but like PUBG was a departure or, well, sorry, not a departure, but it was like a new type of gameplay. And a lot of people are starting to sort of like build off of those ideas. So it's like, you know, which may explain why a lot of people were like, Hey, PUBG was my game of the year versus Zelda. It's like Zelda was awesome, but it's just basically like the super fine polish on something that's already been done versus, you know, something that's kind of new and upcoming. Cool. So I kind of want to pause right there and discuss the two things we're kind of talking about. We're talking about like impact on the industry um, as far as like what what's going to come after it is like replication almost versus popularity, because Zelda, like you're saying, is was a really, really popular game uh, for the console that it came out on. Do, do you think... So are you saying, so all popular games doesn't necessitate the next big thing. Like a very wildly popular game like Zelda doesn't necessitate it being a next big thing. Is that what you guys are saying? Well, that I, I'd, I'd say that's kind of where, I, yeah, I'd say I'd make that argument. It's like, yeah, just because it's wildly popular doesn't mean it's the next big thing because I think the reason Zelda was wildly popular, I mean, was multifaceted because, I mean, one, it's a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Two, they did it really damn well. They took their time. They made a great game in a universe that's already beloved to people. Um, and they used a lot of open world mechanics, which have been, you know, companies like Ubisoft have been doing for a while now and, you know, others as well. But, you know, it's like so they kind of adapted that model into their universe and applied it well and made a great damn game. Now, is that really something others are going to build off of? You know, maybe some of their subsystems or something like that, but I still don't think it's the same thing as like PUBG where they're like, hey, 
here's this new sort of crazy idea for a game. Let's try this out. And all of a sudden you've got multiple companies now replicating it. You know, I, I think that kind of makes it the next big thing is like, you're not just polishing off what's been there. You're actually creating something new for other people to polish. So, or to right. iterate on or something. Right. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. Uh, so I, I had a question about like, um, dang, I, I just lost my question, but it, I think it had to be <laughs> uh, do around like um, the open world uh, aspect of Zelda. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. 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 Kind of is. It was about like the being a technology or technological breakthrough or I guess uh, like a new experience. So are you saying, so with that, with that in mind, does, does that mean that the next big thing is a very, is like few, very few and very far, like really far between. So few and far between as far as when we see the next big thing or not necessarily. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think generally the next big thing is few and far between. I mean, that's what, maybe that's one aspect that makes it the next big thing, right? It's like, you know, there are these like pulses and iterations in the industry where, all of a sudden you see, and again, I honestly, I, I kind of believe imitation is the highest form of flattery and maybe an indication for this. So, you know, like Nintendo resurrecting the console era, like, hey, look, here's this, you like, you know, the console industry took a dive in like the 80s, and, you know, there's a whole history there we won't get into. But then Nintendo came back and kind of resurrected that and said, hey, look what you can do. The, like, this is a feasible medium for games. Um, and then after that, you've got things like first-person shooters. Those were imitated and iterated on for, like, you know, the next however many years. Then you got stuff like, you know, MOBAs and RPGs. And, you know, so there's, like, a lot of defining moments in gaming that sort of laid groundwork for people to sort of jump on board and iterate and create their own off of that. You know you know what I mean? It's like, so, so, I think that's one of the big things for me. Right. So now when I'm thinking specifically about PUBG, I'm trying to think of, like, the technology, technological breakthrough, or is it just the gameplay breakthrough in that, you know, game instances are, like, super bite-sized and there's, like, the restricting area for combat. Like what? What outside of that is that? Is that the core functionality that you're saying is the big thing that really is what's sparking a lot of, you know, the enthusiasm from the gaming community? Honestly, it's, it it almost seems weird because I, I feel like the the two overlap a lot. It's it's like the game design necessitates technology to catch up, and maybe that's okay. the intersection. Because in like my previous examples, you know, Nintendo creating a new console. And getting their games on there, you know, now you've, you, you know, you've got like your Mario's and uh, um, why am I blanking? Final Fantasies, you know, all these games coming out like on their consoles, first person shooters. Finally, this technology is viable in a way that you know other people can sort of jump on board. But it's like back in the day, like with those FPSs. Sorry, I'm showing my age again. It's like you can still have a lot of these companies make these like sort of cool FPSs. Or sorry, you can ma- have them make FPSs, but you know, gameplay and design wise, they're not that interesting. So it's it's one of these things where like the technology sort of catches up, and then you get new gameplay, or maybe the gameplay demands something, and the technology catches up. You know, so they sort of feed <coughs> off of each other, I guess. Right. And at that intersection. Like for PUBG, like you can now have a hundred people on an open world server to combat in a battle royale mechanism. Maybe that's it. It's like, say, hey, we can finally do this. So that's the thing that propels that forward is like, hey, yeah, we got first person shooters and third person shooters all day. We've seen them for years and years. You know, we've had MMOs and like they've had to, 
but they've not really been sort of like as twitchy. You know what I mean? Is like, you know, gunplay wise or movement wise, all of a sudden you've got like PUBG who comes and says, hey, guess what? We've got like the Unreal Engine giving us 100 people on a server, driving around in vehicles, shooting at each other with guns and trying to stay alive. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, crap, that's the first time we've seen that. And the gameplay and the technology align in such a way to make it interesting. Right. Yeah, I think I, I would say that, I mean, well, yeah, technology technology is important because it has to, like Ryan said, allow it to happen. But I think when you look back, it, usually all of those big leaps are always because of um, basically a genre has been created, where there's a mashup, where it's a new thing. You know, if you go from all the MOBAs that happen, because I, it, there's a difference between a genre being created and um, just a re- game doing really well. Because and I think it all ties into how easy is this to replicate for other people? You know what I mean? When it's just a really great game, you're like, yeah, I mean, a lot of other companies like, I mean, we could try to make Skyrim, but I mean, hard work. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Right. There. Like the, the stuff in there is intensive and specific to that studio. But when you have a MOBA, it's like, oh, I get it. We do RTS, but we could just change the rules of the RTS. Everybody could do that. And with PUBG, now the technology's there and allows that. These other companies go, oh, this is just like a new genre now of shooter. It's different. It's just a new game mode. Gotcha. We can do that. That's easy. Yeah. Cool. It's like it's feasible now. Everybody finally sees like, hey, somebody did it. We could probably do it too. It's like, you made a wheel? We could maybe make a wheel. You know? Right. Yeah. It has to be rep- replicatable. You know, it has to be like, oh, I can do that and we can actually – it doesn't have to do with a specific game or studio. It has to do with how easy the genre is to like kind of adapt. Right. And I get, you know, uh, I guess maybe a good example of that too is, um, you know, hell, uh, PUBG was built off of, again, the Unreal Engine. And then Epic, who had been helping them out with that, kind of said like, yeah, that's pretty cool. We can do that now. And now... Uh, in, they've got their own battle royale game. It's like, yeah, this is now feasible. So you know, it's kind of like all of a sudden it permeated. Like, oh, we did that and helped you do that, and holy crap, that is, <laughs> you know, right. popular. Let's do that. Exactly. So. Cool. Uh, so just to pivot a little bit, uh, back to a question that I had about like who dictates uh, the criteria for the next, you know, quote unquote, next big thing. Is that a, a criteria that's placed on the game by the gamers? like the community that, that that's consuming the game or the game developer, like game developer community that says, Hey, this is what's going to make for a great game. And that's the criteria that we're, we're setting. Whereas it's the, you know, the, the popularity that the gamers, you know, you know, build up around a game that says, okay, that's the next, next big thing because everyone likes it. And everyone says this, that, or the other about it. I think developers like to assume they can say that. Like, that's EA canceling. <laughs> yeah. This program's like, single players are dead. We're not doing that. I was like, well, hold on. Like, yeah, you right. can't say that because a lot of people like it still. I think it really is mostly, and because a lot of these are shots in the dark. It's like, you know, Blue Hole said, hey, let's just get this Brendan Green guy and let's try to publish this mod in a weird, you know, like in a normal way. I mean, they didn't know that it that was going to happen like this, that this was going to change. I mean, this whole, this game in this form has kind of existed for three years. Right. You know, but it, it's just more like, it's just the people grabbing onto it and making it this entire new thing, which they can't really predict or account for. Right. Because you've, and, and there, I think there's, you know, I think to that point, there's another aspect of it too is like, you know, when like it's the community and it's like can't is this game also something that the community community can ingest well. So it's like not just that you're playing the game but 
can you stream it, watch it, be entertained by it? Like, is it is it somehow conducive to that? Because, you know, there's some games, you know, if you just watch them being played, it's like, well, this is like watching friggin' paint dry, you know? It's like, it just doesn't work well. But PUBG, you can watch, like, maybe an interesting personality run around in this world and do it. You know, hey, that works. So, yeah, I, I think that is another X factor. Is like, what does a community pick up and do with said game that can kind of also give it another boost in that higher echelon of, like, hey, we've got the gameplay, we've got the technology, and we've also got people on board with interested in our characters or able to stream it and entertain other people or inform them, you know? So there's, like, a lot of sort of overlapping venn diagrams there well because in now that twitch culture and streamer culture has allowed that stuff to become i mean the community community was always important but now it allows that to spread like wildfire very quickly it enables those games to actually take off the ones that you know do have that spark of something that people want or didn't know they wanted right i'm interested now if we're talking about uh technologies advances that have made community and sharing possible to the degree it is now like if we think back to games of old aka games of ryan era like how (laughs) like how important was community in those times or to dictate you know the big thing or was it mainly put on design and technology or something Mm. else entirely well there was a community, although it did not have like the broad bandwidth of today, I guess, you know, if you look back, I kind of got tunnel vision on this sometimes, but you know, if you look back at again, the FPS community and modding, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like there was a group of people who love the game so much. They wanted to start making new content for it. So what makes it the next big thing? Hey, you know, I can go into doom or quake and say, I love that game. Now I want to start actually producing content for it. And that actually expresses itself today too, you know, in, in, in MOBA. It's like, Hey, yeah. What? yeah. Imitation again. It's like, you know, where did Dota two come from? It came from like Starcraft mods, like from blizzard games and ice frog deciding he's going to do defense of the ancients. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's again, that sort of like, Hey, I love it. The community gets a hold of it and I want to imitate that, you know, and, you know, maybe propel it a little further. Hey, here's the technology you've built so I can actually, you know, lay my foundation and do my idea now. So, so, so I don't know. To, there's a lot of inbreeding there. To, yeah. To, to, to speak on that inbreeding and the aspect of, of replication and imitation and directly with reference to Dota 2, you mentioned, um, like who 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 gets the who gets the the medal for you know being the next big thing? Is it the the predecessor or is it the the imitator that came after it? That you know it's like the Dota two or the um, I guess what or the original or the Dota, original yeah, Dota the mod. Or the mod, yeah, yeah the like, mod. Like, who yeah. gets the credit for being the next big thing and why why one over the other? Is it? <laughs> uh, I you know I I honestly I'm not entirely sure. The only thing I could say is. You know, whoever's got the biggest numbers. I mean, because, yeah, you know, I remember playing some Defense of the Ancients and things like that in a mod community. But look at where Dota 2 is now with multi-million dollar tournaments. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just it's taken to a whole nother level. But that's, you know, and, you know, in some of our notes, we've got like sort of indie versus, you know, triple A here. And it's kind of weird how one can catapult off the other. It's like, oh, look at this great indie idea where a lot of people love to do this and play this. 
Um, and hey, what if we just did something like that, but then put our big doll, like our big wallets behind it, and then stream it, and you know, do all this other stuff, and all of a sudden, sort of build hype for it. Interesting. Know? So you, you, well, it's also yeah. Well, I was going to say it's also based on who sticks around for the party the longest too, because I mean, ask Google, right? Google wasn't first to do what they did, mm-hmm. but they came in and did it simpler and better, and now they're there. You know, they're Google. Like so, yeah. I mean, all those ones last, but like you said, Dota two is still there. You know, and PUBG is the, a weird one because that's the big question this year. Is like the, that's why this kind of question comes up, and again, it came up in all these games of the year discussions. Is because we 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 nobody's denying that this type of battle royale thing is a thing, but is this going to be the you know the original Dota, and there's going to be something else, you know, or is this you know the, right. we don't know yet. So it's really just. You don't really know that until three or four years later, probably when it's like, oh no, they're still going so, with this. Because, sorry to interrupt, but I was just wondering. So, from that argument, are you saying that PUBG is not the next big thing? Am I saying PUBG is not the next big yeah. thing? We don't know. I know. I mean, it battle royale is the next big thing. Whether PUBG is the game is the torchbearer and the see. standard for that. We don't know. That's yet curious. That's why it's kind of funny that we're like it is now. We're not giving pub. It is now. So, hmm, so can you lose the title of the next big thing that easily? What What just depends on what you're defining it as. If you're saying if the next big thing is about if it's a game <clears throat> or is it some sort of industry changing? Well, it, it seems like well, the next thing big thing used to be a slice of bread. So I think you can lose the title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, it's like, is that going to the sort of the, what is that curve that people always like sort of go to for technology, like sort of the hype cycle? I, I don't know if that's applicable where you see like the tech, okay, I'm just did a quick Google search. Like there's a technological trigger supposedly where it's like, oh yeah, you've got something like PUBG that can do it. Now they're like able to do it. And now you've got a lot of this, this peak of where a lot of people are doing it and you've got a saturated market. And then all of a sudden it starts to drop off and people are like, eh, well, you know, we've seen a lot of that stuff. You know, maybe we don't care anymore. It's, and then you sort of come back up to that, you know, right. but, but like, you, plateau of productivity. It's, it's like, where it's it, like, I, I, yeah, I do think there's a there's a point of being sometimes not being the first. And I mean, PUBG is not necessarily the first. There's a lot of mods and people knew about it. For sure. They did this. There's even that game, the culling game from, you know, Studio Xavier here in Atlanta that mm-hmm. did that game is almost like that. But they just didn't have the right mixture. It, it almost has to hit. It's like... I mentioned Google, but it's really like a Facebook thing too. That's the better analogy because there's, you know, MySpace and whatever, LiveJournal, all those things. But they came along at a perfect time and hit it. And then after that, people were still trying to this day to make social networks. But at this point, you're like, ah, it's, it's oversaturated. Who cares? We'll just use Facebook. So, so you know Mark, what I mean? Yeah, like, sorry, my, my, my question now is, I, I just want to know, like, definitively, are we, do we consider PUBG the next big thing? Because earlier we mentioned that uh, one of our, our our thoughts for criterion for our criteria for being the next big thing is that you know the tech and design have to have this intersection. A genre is created, which AKA is the battle royale. And Ryan mentioned that tech and design kind of met at this nice intersection with PUBG. Uh, you know, the community can ingest it. That's another one of our criteria. And it seems like PUBG meets our criteria. It was also selected for like the game of the year, as Andrew mentioned. Like, why are we, like, why do you, why is there some hesitation as to, Saying, well, because well, it's been less than a year since it came out, and if something came out tomorrow <laughs> and it lasted longer, it would be like uh, PUBG is the thing now. It's not the next big right. thing. It is the big thing 
whether now whether how that affects it. Now this is the thing. The next big thing could be it and it could evolve into that or it could be something that you know goes off its shoulders and goes, Hey, that's so, great. So but right now how we're not this? completely well, satisfied you're saying Well, hold on. Like I, I think I think it kinda of goes back to like I'll, I'll use Zach's bread analogy. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, all right, so we've got now some sliced bread, but maybe it's not like wonder bread that's going to be it. Maybe it's nature's harvest. You know, it's like, you know, who knows you know, what flavor of it it's going to be, but I think this is kicking it off. You know, so, you know, PUBG, maybe it's okay. So maybe I refine my statement saying like maybe PUBG is the beacon that says this is the next big thing. It is very big right now. There's no denying that. But, you know, I think beyond it as a, you know, one game is like this sort of genre is now the next big thing. Sort of how like MOBAs are like, you know, became the next big thing. And that sort of morphed into like Overwatch being the next okay. big thing. You know, it's like, you see what I'm no, saying? It's like, yeah, I, so definitely PUBG is the next big thing, but there may be something that overtakes that later. Okay, so I, so I, I think I think we're getting into the weeds here because we're, we're talking about the next big thing where a thing is this ambiguous term, right? So PUBG is the next big game, or was the next big game. Now we're looking for the new big game, right? But the big thing, if we're going to go with the word thing, right. would be... The, battle royale. This, uh, battle royale. Right? So, yeah. So, okay. It's the genre, okay, maybe. Okay. Okay. So, so then uh, to that point, just so we can clarify, a next big thing can't be a game because it gets outdated. I, I can't. I don't think it. I think it can get. I don't think it can be limited to a game. That's what I was saying before. Because I think, yeah, for it to have to be a big thing, it has to be like be applied to other games. Meaning, like. Like for a while, the next, I'm not the next, this is like a smaller example, but I think, wasn't it like, I guess Borderlands is one of those first FPS is like, let's put RPGs in it, RPG mechanics in a, in a first person shooter. That'd be cool. And now they all have them <laughs> or, or even Call of Duty had a progression system, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare or in their first thing. And now every FPS multiplayer has the exact same model. So it, I think it's more about how it can infect other genres and other things. Like now we're seeing paladins which is like a overwatch game is going to have a battle royale thing we saw fortnite which is what like this kind of tower defense minecrafty base building game has a for as a battle royale mode so i think it has to be something that i don't think it can be just limited to that yeah interesting so just think i'm just trying to get it collect our thoughts <laughs> so it sounds like uh, no, Your Honor. I don't. No, you're... <laughs> yeah. You keep back me into a corner. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> but it, it definitely sounds like it. it um, like next big things. Like so, from from what we were describing, it sounds like Doom and Quake can't can't be, you know, a next big thing. Or you know, like just because it contributed, a game contributes to a genre and it's imitated. It, it's highly loved. It sells min- millions of units. It it will eventually fall out of love for being the All right. next big thing. Well, okay. Well, actually, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in okay. that, and just because actually in the notes here, you you mentioned uh, quote, you just know it as soon as you exactly. play it. This is going to be big. Yeah. So then, at that point, I don't think you can throw out PUBG or you know, again, going back to Quake and yes. Doom or like you know, Dota, t- you know, Overwatch. <laughs> you can't throw them out as not the next big thing because those are the things that give you sort of that initial impulse. Exactly. You know, it's like, 
oh shit, you know, this is, I want to spend a lot of time on this. Other people are spending a lot of time on this. It sort of generates a buzz. Right. Like I feel like so, it, it sounds like like to be to, to to be in the position where you say something is the next big thing, it it feels like it's hard to retract that and say, hey, okay, someone just did it better. I can I can understand a you know imitation or, or something, the next iteration of your idea being a great right. thing as well or being greater. But does that you know preclude you or eliminate you from being the big thing? That you know, but right? Well, I think that goes back to the whole like you know maybe what we we're saying before is like you know there's the thing versus the in, again the initial thing that kind of kicks it all right. off. But <clears throat> looking at the next big thing in a general sense, like you know, hey, battle royale is the general thing going forward now. You know, but PUBG was the impetus right. for that. So. Okay. You know, like, that think, was the big thing. Yeah, I don't think it, that kind of that heralds it like that heralds like, hey, hear ye, hear ye. This is the next thing everybody's going to copy and everyone's going right. to play. So I just that's why I was saying the sustainability thing, because I don't I mean, I don't think it loses credit on the Wikipedia page at all <laughs> for the thing. But if I asked you just like name a social network, your top in your top five is not going to be MySpace. But it was huge at the time. It was way bigger. Yeah. Like that was, I remember seeing a story because we're always thinking about ideas and stuff to mm-hmm. do. And I remember seeing in a MySpace article, I was like, what a great idea. I guess that's too bad. It's already been done. <laughs> this is before Facebook came. I was like, this, it just shows you that it's like, yeah, it's not a, you know, it, it, it depends on who sticks around, who, who, who stays. This. Right. It can, it, that's the thing. I think the next big thing is bigger than one game. But one game can become the standard bearer for that. Right. Or one or two right. or three games. So, so I think what bearer. I want to do for the remainder of this conversation is to focus on maybe the game as as our, uh, I guess, well, not necessarily. We don't have to. I'm just saying, ideally, we can try to focus more on the game as opposed to the more ambiguous genre. Because uh, there's going to be, well, not necessarily. I think I... Uh, Play, uh, play it by ear, but I think uh, just to help hone our conversations and people are not, we're not, I guess, battling for the wrong reasons. Let's focus <laughs> on maybe the game that is the the standard bearer for a particular next big thing, because that's, that's kind of how we, we when we talk about the next big thing, we think of a game first before we think of a genre. Like, hey, yeah, it has to be, it has to be a game. Exactly. We don't just talk about. I mean, a, a game has to prove the genre. Exactly, it has to prove the concept. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, let's just move on to uh, I think Ryan touched on it earlier. Is just it's just the uh, <laughs> <laughs> I try to maintain my professionalism. I'm just kidding, uh, but yeah, just talk about the like where do where are a majority of these next big things stemming from? Are they coming out of you know the the AAA camp or are they coming out of the indie camp? And why one over the other? Do you guys have any initial thoughts uh, on that? I think they're more often than not, it's coming out of the indie camp. And I think it's because indies can take more risks than the triple A's can. Right. No, I, I agree. Um, indie like slash mod camp. Is yeah. Nothing, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I consider mods indies. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I, I agree with that because they just seem to be willing to, well, they have to take more risks because they need to be seen. They need to like stimulate people. Um, like, like, Honestly, a lot of the triple A's, with some exceptions, you know, it's like they're just kind of like rehashing their same franchises formulas and then, you know, like just maybe tacking on some sort of mechanics that kind of get you a little interested. But, you know, some of the things we've got listed under our indies next big things is you get, you know, and 
some of them aren't necessarily the next big things, but they're at least trying things with mechanics. Like, so like Rocket League, it's an amazing game, you know, and it's like, you know, I don't know if you call them an indie studio, but, you know, they're trying something new. You know, Minecraft, obviously, something definitely that blew people away, you know. So, the, I, you know, I feel like, you know, the risk they take in gameplay, they have, a you know, a bigger influence on the next big thing. And I'm not sure where if PUBG... Like blue hole, like they're mid tier. They're not they, an indie, really. It's sort of mid. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's sort of an odd designation, but um, you know, I, I definitely think that as far as gameplay wise, a lot of the indies are gonna push that. But you know, with you know, talking about the indies or the mid tiers doing that, then I think if a triple A catches sight of that, then that's what sort of accelerates it. You know what I mean? It's like again, it's like oh, all of a sudden, Epic's like, oh, you guys are doing a thing with our stuff we never even thought to do, because you would take more risks than we would. So, well, the only well, difference there, which may be unfair, I don't know. And when you start just talking about specific games, it's kind of interesting because, like with a Minecraft, like with the PUBG, you can say what an ingenious idea. This game's kind of janky. There's stuff you could do with this to make it better. There could be way more polish than this. There could be, you know, all these things. And in cases like something like Rocket League, they kind of, they kind of almost protected themselves with the amount of polish in that game because they took them ten years to make that game. If you don't know, they are they yeah. released that game on PS2. One called Rocket League. It was basically the same yeah, game. It was though. like sports. And they watched that. <laughs> I watched. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, Super Sonic Mega yeah, yeah, yeah. Fighting Car, whatever. <laughs> And I watched that little no clip, the YouTube channel no clip, the little documentary about that. It's like, no, we just wanted to make this game. We keep, but now like Rocket League exists in a way that's like, it's so polished and so well defined. You wouldn't go, I like Rocket League, but I would make it like this. It's like, yeah, it's it's what it is. It's just simple and then pure. And it's what so it's like doesn't have a lot of room for expansion. Whereas these other ones, it's because it's so solid. But I think there a lot of times I think because these things are indies initially, like the PUBG, I mean, we'll call that just the jank of PUBG is indie, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, Minecraft, you're like, this is cool, but we got $100 million we could spend in studios that we can make a better version right, of it. Right. You know? So, well, and maybe, well, I was just going to say, and maybe, you know, Rocket League is a maybe it's not heralding any sort of technology or new gameplay, although it is pretty innovative in gameplay, but it's also very esports slash watchable too. Right. So again, the community can get behind that. So, you know, again, maybe that's one, another, you know, they just really sort of built up, you know, a part of their game that could, you know, sort of feed off a of part of the next big thing. You, so would you consider Rocket League a next big thing or not really? I wouldn't. Cause I think they almost you said what or what? I mean, I think, I, no, I mean, I think it's an amazing game, and I think it's one of my favorite games of all time. But I don't I, – I almost think they made too good of a game for it to actually expand out. I almost think you have to have an idea that's almost incomplete for Ooh, people to latch on to and keep going. You know, and for it to feed on itself. Like, this is like, yeah, this is great. Love it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't ever, like, with PUBG and, like, we have games even like Destiny and other things, Zach and I talked, like – Man, we should add this. I wish you could add this, this, and this. Rocket League, and I said this to him. I never, I've never said anything. I wish they'd add to Rocket League. I always just say, I wish I had made this game. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah that, that's a that's a very right, good point because yeah, at no point like playing Rocket League was like yeah, oh, I could do this or that or this. But like, I just have fun, and I like the thought never right. enters my head. You know, with PUBG, I'm like, oh, maybe what are the weapons different this way? Maybe the drops different that way? Blah blah blah. There's you know room for expansion, but something like Rocket League, it's just like this is a lot of fun. 
does that preclude it from being the next big thing? It's like it capstoned right. it. It's yes. like, yep, done here. Like we, they we started peaked. and We're stopped. Exactly. And they're the standard. So, yeah. like, yep, that that kind, of, kind of references our, our argument for the triple A. Well, maybe not, but it sounds like almost like Rocket League went immediately to the, you know, I just went the, the polished version. So like to, to Angie's point, it's like it has no room to really expand or grow. And I feel like, is that the case with a lot of our AAA titles that come out? There's not really much room for growth. And that's why we can't, we rarely ca- well, categorize them as the next big thing. Well, a lot of AAA titles too, though, like <laughs> like the other side, like Ryan said, that any side has to take chances. They have to, I mean, and also it's not just they have to, it's like we're all game designers. You're like, oh, it would be cool if you did this and this, and no studio would ever pay for that. So let's make it. That'd be mm-hmm. cool. But on the studio side, some of the best games, and we're always talking about what's the best game. We're talking about stuff only a studio and millions of dollars could do. We're talking about Zelda, this huge world, talking about Skyrim. We're talking. We just <laughs> Ryan and I are talking about Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. There's about an hour of amazingly <laughs> like Hollywood style cutscenes and cinematics in that game no indie studio could ever do that so they almost flex their muscle in different ways Mm -hmm. and ways that aren't aren't you can't go oh we could do that too it's like no whereas indies tend to be way more mechanic focused mechanic based and you can copy mechanic you can't actually copyright mechanic i think in back in the day i think final fantasy had like that active time battle thing copyright like patent on it but you can't really do it if you change characters, you can make a platformer. Right. It doesn't so, matter. So, yeah. Right. No, uh, gameplay is not copyrightable. Yeah. Right. As far so as is it possible for AAA to have a next big thing? Yeah. If they make a cool mechanic. So after, in all the years, like if we go back to as the farthest game that we can remember, do we, would we say that there's a AAA game that you know of to be uh, a next big thing? Mario. Mario. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow! Actually, that's kind of interesting. Um, Zelda, yes. the original Zelda. Like a lot of these original so, old OG titles are like. Wait, so yeah, <laughs> Nintendo can do their AAA. So we're saying Nintendo takes risk because now that you've said that, I'm I'm really struggling in my head to think. Think of like if you start getting if you start getting into the modern studios like. The Zenimax and the Activision Blizzard, you know, and that type of thing. Of course, these are con- like huge conglomerates that have built up over time. But you know, it's like you know, what was it? You know, they were pretty much indie. You know, they were right, doing their right. own I shit. Mean, you never um, get to huge studio. I'm trying to think of the biggest games. Blizzard, same thing. Blizzard was, but till Activision picked them. You know, it's like they kind of grew into it. Valve, same would, thing. You know, it's like. Would, I mean, you could. It's like the indie. Would you say risk. a game could, like uh, Hearthstone was a next big thing? Eh. Oh, that's a good yeah. example, actually. But it's kind of a refinement. That's a very good though. example. Say again, Andrew. What's a ref- Well, I'm just saying it's kind of a refinement of just any CCG like right. kind of thing, right? Where it's like a magic, but like light, yeah. and then a video game but format. But magic actually. So did Magic have an electronic version of their stuff yeah. before? They, they they did, but it was it wasn't very good. It wasn't until recently that they got their shit together when they saw how well um, Hearthstone. Yeah. Well, see, that's a, I guess maybe one of those refinement procedures that can maybe be the next big thing. So, for that so wait, are you saying that it's not Hearthstone would not be considered a next big thing for what, you, Ryan? Uh, um, 
No, not really, I guess. I mean, I, I don't can't know. think it's, of stuff that's like... so, like, mind-shattering. I can think of stuff where studios prove that it's possible. Like, Halo was a big deal for console right. FPSs. Yeah. Because I, they proved right. that, that it could happen. That would have been my example. Halo was but one it, then, Zach? Well, for consoles specifically at that time. Yeah. Because everybody was like, no, you can't ever do a shooter on this. And then it's like, oh, well, It wow. was, like, console-specific. Like, right. It was the next big thing. Because, like, before then, it was... It really well, at least for me, it didn't feel like that. Okay, <laughs> that's, What's that's going Ryan, on? I Who is think. That? Uh, oh, I don't know who it is. But what? okay, no. well, I have another oh, example uh, outside of first-person shooters. Would you say like something like a World of Warcraft was the next big thing for AAA? Well, no, I think I guess I think that goes into the whole like sort of harbinger thing. It's like there had been like MMOs done, well, like EverQuest sure. was. You right. know, as far as first 3D multiplayer, actually, MMO. no, I would so actually like, totally agree with you. I think World of Warcraft is, by our definition, exactly, it would be the next big so thing because EverQuest is is the thing that, and all these other things, even the muds and stuff you talk about, I mean, yeah. all that stuff are progenitors of that. But World of Warcraft still has over like 10 million exactly. subscribers and I, and a month, and I think, now. Yeah. I think I, and people have tried to copy it and failed and tried to copy it and failed and gone out of business in the right. meantime. So it's like that genre, it's like that was the next big thing, and they perfected on right. it, yeah. Because, yeah, we can't, we, I don't think we're, I feel like we're starting to uh go back on some of our criteria, especially like with um, with the, uh, what was I about to say, the dang it. I keep forgetting my things when I start talking. <laughs> but you're totally right, though. I forgot about it. <laughs> you're hearing period. your own voice, and you're like, what was I right. saying? Again? But World of Graphs is such a great example because there was such a huge period. Right when I started even getting into, get, like, you know, the mid-aughts or whatever, 2005. When did World, Craft, World of Warcraft start? Right. 2003 or something? It was the odds. But up to, yeah, like, up to oh, probably World 2012, right. every year there would be some wild killer exactly. that came out. And like, nope. Not gonna happen. Exactly. Sorry, and, and it, I think here's they, they took down Star Wars almost. Basically, I mean that thick game's still around. It did well, but it didn't overtake World War. Right? Yeah, it, did, it doesn't even. Get close. And yeah, my point was, I think that I was gonna make was that we're we're trying to just because it's not the the progenitor of the a certain technology or game design decision, it shouldn't preclude it from being an next big thing, right? Right. But again, I think the next big thing was already saying, "Hey, MM, 3D MMOs are the next big thing." But World of Warcraft just refined that. Well, you're, so you're getting back to our, our, dis- our discussion, our distinguishing distinguishing between genres versus game. And we're well, I think you know, right, you know, right. so, you know, you know, it might be actually a fun What's that? distinction. And, and and PUBG is in a weird space when we talk about that, just because it's just it hasn't even been out a year. Mm-hmm. So it is, of course, right now, absolutely. But when when somebody can say about your game, <clears throat> when they have a competitor come out, and they can say. This is the WoW killer. This is the Halo killer. This is the PUBG killer. You know when they say that, like oh, yeah. that's actually good. If somebody says that, you know, oh, this is the WoW another WoW killer coming out. It's like, nah. Then that's the so, thing. So, so, so to that argument, sorry to go back to our criteria again. So, by, from that argument, would you say something like a Halo killed something like Doom, uh, Quake, etc.? No, just in consoles, Halo was the big. I mean, it was, it was a different thing. It was just for that platform about, like, at that time. I don't know, like any other first-person shooter on on PC could kill Quake, you know, Doom. Well, those those were kind of touted at the time. It's like this is a Quake killer, blah 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 right. blah, blah. And that went on for a while until it just became so common that people could make good first-person shooters that it just 
ceased becoming just, a it's thing. It's like too many headed Hydra. Yeah. There's like eight of them. And they're like, yeah, they're all pretty good. Right. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you can make a good FPS. Everybody knows that now. So it's not so, like that big of a exactly. task anymore. So to the- <laughs> And I almost feel like that's the same way with the MOBA thing too. Sorry. It's a MOBA thing yeah. too because it was League – and Dota came out, and those are the two. But then even Smite got more popular. Now there's other little ones and mobile ones all the time. They're like, they're just all fighting for a piece of the pie now. There's not a I mean, these Heroes of the Storm too. There's not like this. I mean, obviously League and Dota are at the top of that list, but it feels like the people coming on aren't trying to take them on. They're just like, this pie is so big. I just want a piece of it, and it's not necessarily a killer of those. It's just we're one right. of them now. It's a genre. Maybe the next big thing is something that has to turn into a genre, and while it's still in that form, it's not. You know, I don't know. Like that's a weird thing to talk about too. This is all so, semantic. So this is just all our opinion. League but, is like, not a next big thing. League of Legends. N- no, I think it, they those things are. I mean, well, do, they, those are those are. <laughs> you're gonna get like divisive people within those people. Well, <laughs> League is still bigger, like bigger right. than Dota two in some in case. Dota two has more money and more turn like in those and their big tournament. But Dota, I think League has more players. If I'm not mistaken. Well, okay, so let's let's look at it as maybe as, as far as like I made some notes about like esports. So like you know Dota and League definitely very high up there right now. But now we've got the Overwatch League and stuff like that coming out. And I was like, is that the next big thing? Is like, hey, this the or is it just like an extension of that where well, it's like, hey, yeah, that, now this sh- these shooters are coming up, like you know Counter Strike, well, which has been well, around for a while, but it's. You know. That's what I was saying. I think maybe the next big thing eventually becomes a genre, and then it's not a big deal. But the, just the, like doesn't a, the genre already exist? This is not like we're not. You're not. You're not yeah. taking over esports or mobas on esports. League of Legends, Dota two already do that. So what Overwatch is doing is maybe just. Well, I'm not fight. talking about. I'm not. This is in relation to Overwatch. I'm just saying those things become their own genre, so well, they're not a big let's deal. Let's look at it outside the gaming perspective. It's like is. Could maybe the Overwatch League be something that will be the next big thing where it's like they're actually they have teams in cities like, you know, the Florida Mayhem or the Seoul Dynasty. And, you know, they actually have minimum requirements, you know, for their players pay and, you know, they have seasons and things. So, I mean, this, of course, this is branching off into something else besides just the core gameplay or like the game. It's like now they've got a whole league they're trying to set up. For their right. game, so maybe is the next big thing. Look, kids are going to grow up potentially on their new media like Twitch and all this stuff, watching these people play, getting invested in these players, like you know, which we did for football or yeah, as a right. kid or right. baseball or whatever. It's like all of a sudden they see that and they're like, oh wow, if they can keep this up. I'm invested in following this league and these players, and all of a sudden, you know, Blizzard's got a stronghold on like a new NFL. Right. But I, I think so. yeah, we're definitely getting getting away from our core discussion, which is about the game and not the. I would say that's the spectacle around the game. That's the esports well, and Overwatch League. But is it? But well, is is it the game or the next big thing? Like we've also got notes about AR and VR and all that. So it's like, is esports and creating your own league? Well, the next well big thing? when we say AR VR, we're, we're talking like a platform. That's like console, PC, mobile, AR, VR, not esports versus Overwatch League. If that makes sense. Hmm. No, I no, I kind of get that, but at the same time, it's They're like all interrelated. I, I guess you're saying. Yeah, I, I think they all feed they back on do. each other. It's like if you can get a game that you can have a whole league around that is now feeding back into that. You know, granted, 
the actual game itself is innovated to a degree, but it's building off a lot of earlier technologies and gameplay. But now you can actually kind of, you know, I, well, again, just put a whole league out there for people to watch, you know, nightly or seasonally. Well, and, yeah. you know, maybe that's the next big thing is that's how people are going to start watching games now is like there's actually teams in my in my city that that's I'll watch true. people play over. Yeah, I, mean, I think the thing, quote unquote, thing we're talking about can either be a platform a genre of movement, whatever it yeah. is, it still has to have a game yes. at its center that drives it though. Yes. Like Overwatch Absolutely. has to be there. Yeah. The reason why VR, VR is a thing an idea and a hype, mm-hmm. but the rig complaint now, there's still, I mean, there's been some, and there's been some great ones, but even just a universal, they don't have their Mario yet, where it's like, you gotta just get this one game and check it out. You know what I mean? Right. So it's still, it's plateaued now a little bit in the, just the prosumer market, just because it's like, well, you know, not everybody's every kid scrambling for one for Christmas, right? Because they don't have the thing cool. yet, so, or that. No, I think it's a, I think it's a fair argument. It's like, where's your Mario Duck Hunt combo package right. that everybody wants? Exactly. You know. So to, so to that end, let's uh, that's a good segue to what we think our next big thing is. Let's make some bold pre- predictions on what game genre console uh, platform do we think will be the next big thing. I guess Ryan, you kind of maybe have touched on yours, the Overwatch League thing, but do you want to? You guys want to go into detail on what you guys think? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know from a pure gaming perspective. Like again, I, I think the esports thing is just just building and gaining momentum. I I think that's the next big thing for a lot of games now. Like, but again, like we said, that's actually building off of you know established games and their popularity like you know if you're saying hey what's my prediction for the next you know big wave that to crest to make something like that like you know mobas fps's whatever yeah if i knew i wouldn't sit on this podcast (laughs) trying to make it and make a shit ton of money um but you so yeah i don't really know but i you know i i just gotta drop back to i i think it's an intersection of you know let's just say gameplay technology and social you know that's the big thing right now if you can get all those to sort of coalesce in the right way you've got gold but you know i get that's again that's a very safe thing side to note say. if you so. happen to make millions of dollars off what we say on this podcast you should send us a kid back <laughs> exactly. oh, yeah. Share. Oh, yeah. uh, what about yeah. you zach what do you think yeah it... um you know, I'm not too sure. Like, it, it's really hard to predict something like that. Um, I'm kind of hoping my next big thing is really like a a um. I get uh, Ryan's been saying it all night, but uh, like a, a polish on something that's already out because I, I, there's a lot of genres that I really really like. Um, but I feel like they haven't been done because like, for instance, like destiny, like I love destiny, but everybody keeps talking about destiny killers because destiny doesn't fulfill all the aspects of what they want. Right. So I don't know, my hopes are kind of an Anthem and how Anthem is, is going to execute this MMO shooter uh, thing. But Interesting. That, that's just me. Cool. I'll go next, I guess. Yeah, I- oh, okay. I'll go next, but just because I had, if I had to give a specific answer, just saying, oh, what is the genre? Like one, I, it's just exactly what Zach said. One I'd like to see is we haven't seen it done. We've seen parts of it like in Borderlands. We've seen parts of it in Destiny. Right. And now we haven't seen a proper 
MMORPG FPS. That's a lot of <laughs> big acronym there, but where it is a truly fun, interesting open world. Mm-hmm. It is a fun RPG experience and it is a tight, fun FPS to play like, right. you know, like destiny or something. Right. So, so, and it feels, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Well, I was just saying, and it feels like it, the reason that feels like it could be just there is because like we have all the elements in different games now. Right. And even with Destiny, it's like, it feels so great. I was like, just, it's just literally just changes in a spreadsheet and this would be almost it. Right. You know what I mean? Like some of so, these things would be right there. Right. So to that point, actually, I wanted to bring up, and I, I meant to put this on my notes, is is mentioning Destiny. Do we not think Destiny is the next big thing? And you, you meant even in your what you just finished saying is like it has almost all the pieces. And one of our criteria above was like that it needs to be expandable. The game has to have room to grow. It's it's community ingestible. Like why are we not or are we considering Destiny as a next big thing when it came out? Because it's still not a pro. Well, what their ambition was when they started with Activision that ten year thing was that. This is going to because they always like, what if you can play Halo, but with people in a persistent world and all this stuff. And it just still hasn't fulfilled that promise. It's not an MMO. Honestly, it's still an F- it's an FPS. It's just still an yeah, FPS yeah, yeah. RPG. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I feel like they've done a lot right in the refinements, especially in Destiny 2. They did an amazing job in making that fun, like refining the mechanics and all that. Fanboy, right? Yeah. Well, but no, no, no. I'm but just, no, yeah, no, I agree. I, I am a bit of a bungee fanboy, but I am too. I'm just messing. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, you've right. You're right. They never reached that wow it's sort not of an MMO. Yeah, yeah. It's not an MMO. They can't have a hundred people in an area at once. It's like they are like that is that intersection. Like they've got the gameplay. You know, they've got the social. They've got two of the three the pieces. They, oh the yeah, so you go. Yeah, the art direction more. You know, so yeah, they've got the game. They've got the social, and then it's like if they could just get the tech to where it's like yeah. All, all four of us could then drop into an area with maybe 50 other people and it's fucking bedlam. You know, it's and like, yeah. thousand items we can collect exactly. and put in our it's little like collection would, in our houses and so stuff. That yeah. would blow my mind so you, because that would be a whole other level. But that takes so much processing and tech that, you know, kind of like PUBG, like a few years ago, thought impossible. Maybe, you know, who knows, five years from now, they're like, yeah, we got that. Boom, let's do it. So. Interesting. So all the pieces that Destiny does have, like the, those are like, to me, quote unquote, I wouldn't say new, new, but they're new to, you know, this console console platform, like bringing the crafting, bringing. Um, yeah. Well, it doesn't have much more than Halo had, except for just RPG elements. And, and, and it has all the goodness though. of Halo. Isn't that what, what sets yeah. things apart? Like, like there's a lot of... Yeah, but that's just Borderlands now at this point, too. We still just haven't had that connection. There really is one. Yeah. And there's ones like Warframe that are out there, and people like all the and all the people that shit on Destiny and YouTube videos are like, I'm just switching to Warframe. And I play Warframe, and it's cool. It's neat. It just doesn't feel good and feel fun. But it does yeah. have a neat, it do, and I don't like the universe, and I don't like the way the stuff looks. But I do get it, like all the the progression. It is an MMO. You can fly your ship around, and it has a bunch of cool stuff there. But they don't have the thing that Bungie's good at, which is lower art direction and controls. <laughs> you know, right. so it's like a, everybody has pieces of it. It just feels like everybody get together and yeah. make this one game that I will play for four hours a day. Well, are we, it's like, like something like Star Citizen has a lot of stuff they're yeah. promising. Like if they could coalesce on that and have a crap ton of people in the same area, yeah, that could be the next big thing. It's like, hey, Star Citizen actually delivers on everything they say. You know, maybe that is. I don't know. And and so. is is it okay? 
sorry to, to bring this back, but I'm wondering, is the next big thing that you guys are, are really itching for only focused on the MMO part of it, like the massively multiplayer, whereas the the game as it exists could quote unquote be our next big thing. If we stick to our criteria, this does fit check, you know, make all the check marks on being a next big thing. Not right now, because it's not one, it's not capturing the people the same way. Like it's not, what? I mean, destiny one had a little bit of that, even though it's flawed, right. like destiny is one was flawed, but it still had the people. Now they've fixed a bunch of stuff and they're losing the people. So it, it's a, it's but a, I, I think even in I still don't think any version, of these, I would say that it had, it, it met a lot of our check marks, right? Cause no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I give it credit well, for, because I mean, and yeah, I think I mean, here's another thing. I feel like as as a community in general, as a gaming community, we're very, very critical of AAA game developers and the games that they put out. Like, and I feel like that community response can also negatively impact our perception of a game. No, I I agree with that too, and I think we just get to. I don't think we appreciate enough. I like. I have this discussion with Zach Daly. How much I love Destiny. Too. I play. I probably have three hundred hours. We we got. We just thought we were like, oh, look at the look at the level here. Look how amazing that is. And everybody just shits on it mm-hmm. constantly because they can't collect their one right. little thing. And I'm not even talking about their complaints now. I'm really just talking because even what after Destiny one, I think I bounced off that one so hard because it was broken in a lot of ways. But also, I realized, oh. They're not doing what I thought they were going to do. And this one is not doing that either. It's just, it just made what they're right. doing better. They're still not, I think, merging that MMO thing where it is that type of universe together, it would be a thing because it just doesn't exist. And it's actually a thing that we know would be it. It's not even like a, like okay. a new thing. It's just like, you well, just did it right. You know, and actually, I mean, Warframe does it, but just Warframe doesn't, I mean, I guess it captures people and people like it, but I mean, a general audience might not like it. It's, how it feels compared to, you know, other games. Though. Here's another thing that could maybe be Destiny 2. Like, you know, what could they be the next big thing of? It's like games as a service, maybe? Because, uh, you know, I think they may be influencing other studios or production companies, say EA, and maybe shutting down Visceral. I'm just going to call that out for, you know, like, hey, we don't need a single-player game. We want to move in a direction of games as a service, a la Destiny, where we keep providing content, reasons for people to come back with weekly this mm-hmm. and that. You know, it's like, maybe is that, like, where Destiny right. 2 fits in? It's like, you know, they've got the same lore and some good new game mechanics, but they've refined their games as a service mentality, which draw you back every time to repeat tasks and sort of pick things up and invest in the economy. Maybe they're starting to maybe refine that in a way that the player isn't necessarily completely aware of, but it's well, definitely but paying saw- off dividends for them. And I think there's a gap between people, what people want and what people like when I say the MMO thing, I'm not even saying that maybe that means we pay 10 bucks a month for it. Like, I almost think there's a weird divide. There's like they can't do it by charging 60 bucks and then 20 bucks for right. DLC. They can't give yeah. people the content they want. And so at some point, something's going to have to give where they're going to be like, OK, we can do what you want. We can set Destiny 3 up to do that, but it has to be, you know, $20 or 15 bucks a month. Like, wow, is yeah, people are satisfied as well. Honestly, I well, personal preference, I'd be fine if you told me it was $10 a month and I'd get like constant updates and expansions and none of this loot box shit. Yeah, I'd do that because I remember those days in EverQuest and they were fine. Yeah, I'd pay for the expansion and a monthly fee, but I got access to everything and wasn't bullshitted and jerked around. So I don't know. 
That's a personal soapbox for me. Yeah, I would say, just, I mean, as a reference of this part of it, I would say outside of what my second part was going to say, outside of just specifically, I'd love that game. Whatever the next big thing is, even if it's in different things, I I agree, like what Ryan was saying, it has to, one, it has to, I just really think it has to be a genre thing. It has to be a new genre. It doesn't mean it's that from whole cloth. It has to be a combination of genres, but it has to do something that's super interesting. It has to do something. That is total, total uh, streamable where mm-hmm. you can watch it and it's fun to watch, whether that's like a five minute match or maybe an hour long match. Maybe there's some kind of compelling experience we could watch for an hour, you know. And Zach always Zach always enforces this point when I'm like, well, I like Destiny. He's like, yeah, but these people are pissed because of this and it's not giving content providers enough. Mm-hmm. Zach and I watch all these YouTube people and that's yeah. totally true. They need stuff to make two or three videos a day, whether it's breaking down every weapon, whether it's breaking right. down the new system, the strategies. Like once they get the first six months out, they need updates. And that actually does help fuel people because I'll watch it. You know, we'll watch that stuff at work. Right. Let's go play Destiny when we get home. You know, that, it, I think it, you need to feed that machine, that social that machine. Because actually, I didn't even mention my next big thing, bold prediction, which was actually going to be around, you know, something in AR, VR. Uh, but now that you mentioned this, it needs to be ingestible by a community, and I have completely forgot about that. And I was wondering how how consumable an AR VR game would be by people outside of you, you know, That's outside hard. of the player. So I, I kind of take yeah. that back. So, <laughs> but it, it, I, I think the reason I originally uh, sparked that idea sparked in my head was uh, I was thinking about like uh, what a lot of our game engine people are doing, like Unreal and, and Unity. Well, also, I think a lot of them are starting to focus on more on cinema, too, at least Unity specifically in real-time rendering. And I was like, how that could play in with something like VR. But Ooh. I mean, it's a spectrum. It has to be a, it has to be a spectrum. If it's such mm-hmm. a singular, awesome experience, the right. importance of social can go down. You know, if it's just like, you got to check this out. Mario Odyssey, everybody loves it this year, and it's fun. Right. But it's not a social game at all. Right. Nobody cares about watching Actually, it either. Actually, Abina, right. that's an interesting point. Um Okay, so I'm a bit of a fanboy of this too, but Oat Studios and what they're doing with Unity and actually right. making films, oh, yeah. like if you could integrate that with a VR experience or somehow like... Maybe like... I don't know. I think they're treading some new ground there. I don't know where it pans out. You know, it could have some social aspects. It's not really a game, but if they had like weekly installments like or like a... Almost like a Netflix Ooh, series, but in a game in VR, face. or like, yeah, it's like you could shut the front door. Yeah, it's like no, I, I mean, because exactly. the stuff they're doing with that and like their iteration time and you know actually using Unity as a platform to create right. movies and, and storylines, you know, there could be something interesting there. And that's again outside of maybe just necessarily yeah. gameplay, but that certainly meets the interesting right. social slash technology. Exactly. Entertainment That's what I was thinking, and especially you know, like fields, even with the consoles know. getting to that place where VR and AR are very viable, if you have, if you're willing to spend that money, uh, it, it's definitely possible. Uh, but anyway, I think that pretty much does. I think we did really good. I, I like that episode. We talked about a lot of good good content, and I really appreciate those bold predictions. Uh, so anyway, we're just going to take a quick break, <laughs> and uh, you know, surprise. Well, I think we'll be back with game of the week. And we're 
we're back. So thank you, Zach, for that. So, uh, so yeah, with this game of the week is Until Dawn by Supermassive Games. I know it's been a long time since we've done Game of the Week, so it's making its triumphant return. Hopefully we can get back on this train. Uh, but yeah, I played Until Dawn over our Christmas break. So last year... December something uh, for the first time it was on PlayStation. I don't have a PlayStation, never owned a play. Well, I have owned a PlayStation, but it's been a while. Uh, so I was able to play until dawn, which was really, really cool. It's, it's been a long, long time since I've played a game. Honestly, that wasn't a first person shooter or wasn't a, uh, you know, MOBA. So this was like an int- interesting departure from what I've been used to. Uh, it's like a very, very story driven, very, it's like interactive social or not. So uh, survival horror game. Um, again by supermassive and playing through that it was just it was like a really like inviting experience even though i hate scary scary movies scary games like i really played resident evil when it came out uh but this game was really fun to play uh and and even it was fun to watch being played it was a single player game so one of me and my friends were playing it this is and the he one. was playing it, and I was just... You t- sorry, you told me not to ask question, but this is the one that's like a bunch of kids. Because I watch, I've watched yeah, yeah, some yeah. of this, and it's almost like a horror movie, and it's like, oh, this person went off. No, they died now, and this person went off. And you, <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure, too. It's a good streamable one books. to do. It is. It really is. It's very some. It's very watchable by you know whoever. So one part, like he was just playing it, and I was just enjoying watching the story progress. And this, he would like turn to me like, hey make a decision for this part. They have like quick time events too as well, but there's like decisions you make affect the outcome of the game. So literally it's like a choose your own adventure and you're able to watch the storyline progress based on the decisions you make. They have like something called the butterfly effect that, you know, definitely like each decision slowly has a butterfly effect on the future portion of the game. Um, and there's a really cool like semi scene that they create. It's like you're going to this therapist's office, and as you progress through the game, that therapist's office changes, and even the attitude of the therapist changes towards you based on the decisions you've made and, and the progress in the game. So it's really cool to see how everything's like interconnected through the experience. So cool, yeah, I want to definitely check it out. Yes, definitely worth playing or at least watching on YouTube. And the storyline is pretty cool. So, and even the visual, like visually, the game is really cool. So, how many people definitely check that out? Did you beat it? I did not beat it. I, I didn't have enough time. How many people are still often, alive when you finished? It was like four people alive. I killed like a lot of people. It was, it was terrible. I was like, damn, I'm killing everybody. But to the it, it was even people that I I wanted to save. I won't give that away. But it's just the decisions you make. You know, yeah, you never. That seems cool. Can you name them like uh, Oregon Trail? <laughs> no, no, they, they have their okay. they have their own names because they like it's all voice acted and everything. I don't. Cool. So, uh, without I think that wraps up that portion. Uh, you want to talk about our Facebook group, Zach? Sure. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to throw me under the He's bus. Like, there. We have a Facebook group. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is that thing? So the Facebook group, which is the Debug Lounge, uh, is where a bunch of developers can get together and, and talk about their stuff, talk about problems they're having. Um, uh, anyways, it's it's great. So you can find that uh, it's the Debug Lounge on Facebook. You can search for that, and then uh, do we still need to request for access to yeah, it or no? Search for it. Cool. So yeah, just search for that and you can join the group and then you can uh, talk about stuff there. Cool. And if you want to uh, support what we're doing here, uh, we don't have many rewards anymore. We've been really busy. So we've kind of 
eased up on those rewards. We're still going to try to do our our meetup for our uh, Patreon. Mega meetup. Our mega yeah. meetup for our Patreon uh, subscribers. So if you want to just support us just because you like us, uh, go to patreon.com slash the debug log and we will sincerely appreciate your donations. So do that. Um, and so if you want to catch me on Twitter, you can catch me at OBeans. That's O with an H, Beans with a Z. I'm at Andrew underscore Curry. That's C-U-R-R-I-E. I'm at WookieJumper42. And I am at R-E Kilgore. K-I-L-L-G-O-R-E. Sweet. So, see you next time. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully more often. Yeah.